You're listening to Sonosphere right here on WYXR 91.7 and on the web at WYXR.org. My name is Amy. And I'm Chris. A few weeks ago, we interviewed Aruj Aftab, who just released her album Vulture Prince on New Amsterdam Records. We had a great conversation with her, and we spoke about everything from grief, gozzles, to her latest album, Vulture Prince. Here's the interview. (laughs) Right. Here's the interview. It's gonna be weird. Yes. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Chris. And And we're we're Sonosphere. You're listening to WYXR 91.7 on your FM dial. My name is Aruja Aftab, and I am currently in Brooklyn, New York. I have always had a great inclination towards music, a great magnetizing magnetism towards it. And I guess I decided to pursue it professionally and went to the Berklee College of Music in Boston. And then from there, when I was done, I moved to New York and I mean, of course, at Berkeley, you know, I kind of acquired many of the, the much needed skills and languages that I needed to learn in order to compose and in order to produce my own music um, and all of that stuff and kind of really like start the journey of really honing in my creative thoughts and ideas, my musical thoughts and ideas in a more professional way. Um, and then you know, moved to New York and just continued to write and perform music.
what influenced your style that you current you came upon and did it have anything to do with any you know current space that you were in or the environment that you were in either on the east coast or from your past yeah i think that i've always been sort of an advocate of less is more coming from i don't exactly know where i where i was coming from with this idea that like i wanted to create music that felt very layered and had repetitive counterpuntal themes it just sort of it just you know i was seeing a lot of stuff that that felt a little overproduced to me and a little too compressed a little too loud like you know um and i can't really because there's so many types of music so it's hard to really specify like how, why or how that particular aspect of certain musics was like making me feel that it's just too much you know like drum set and like just you know the the sort of typical or the sort of standard songwriting uh template that you have which is like drum set guitar lead guitar rhythm guitar bass line voice you know like that felt very cookie cutter to me a little bit and then also just the instrumentation is a lack of variation and creative variation because then when there is instrumental variation it's just suddenly boxed into world music or you know or 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 jazz styles like you just it starts becoming these like stereotyped styles and i just wasn't seeing anything that like wasn't called oh this is just ambient meditative music because it has drone elements and repetitive elements or this is just world music because there is a tabla in there or something you know what i mean like there was nothing really you know using things in a way that should just feel normal to use them i don't know if you know what i mean um and so i kind of wanted to to use instruments in a way that wasn't overproducing and wasn't cluttering up the integrity of what's trying to be said um i was also very interested in like the non lead vocal aspect like a more of a unison of everyone together um i guess maybe that came from just like five years at Berkeley and just like everyone taking their turns soloing driving me insane like you know just shut the fuck up you know <laughs> like nobody wants to hear that except the jazz heads themselves so i was like we can't be doing this soloing thing um too much there has to be like layers there has to be something there has to be like a, an invention of subtlety and layers and the usage of you know diverse instruments in a way that doesn't point and scream at their diversity like the normalization of the global music community which we are all in as musicians we're literally like the music that we that we currently listen to has been shared over centuries with all types of people so it's like so that was all really kind of jumbling just you know in my mind like a lot and it took me many years to kind of um get to this this clear you know i feel like vulture prince has a very clear um message of all of these things that i've just said and i hope it just continues to get more and more clear and more innovative um because i haven't i just, i don't think i've like arrived you know at the perfect sonic whatever you know but um i have arrived in a to to a more clearer version of all the things all of these things that i've been thinking of over the years you know and i've had friends that have commented about talking about instruments 
that are non-Western musical instruments or in the standard and how everybody wants to present these as exotic. And can you maybe talk a little bit more about your frustration and what it possibly might take for people to stop fetishizing these um, instruments and types of music? I think it's not as much as a frustration, as much as it's just the norm, this built-in otherization that we've kind of grown up with or just like a lack of access in a way in our minds like in Pakistan it's really hard to find an upright double bass player or it's hard to actually even have a grand piano let alone like have piano tuners those instruments feel very exotic in a place like Pakistan and I feel like that's there's like a lack of access in the same way here People are not aware, they're not actively aware of the fact there's a lot of tabla, there's a lot of African rhythms in hip hop, in Afro-Cuban jazz, like it's really right in front of your face. It's just more of like, I think it's more about how to intentionally put put two and two together. It takes time as an artist to develop a sense of like new bonds with certain instruments like for instance when i hear a darbuka or or an oud being played definitely immediately in the arab world you know what i mean and that's because i haven't just heard enough like i haven't heard enough people really like trying to make them sound more regular there is a degree of sort of like study to be a student of like the sound of instruments and take them out of their element more often. Uh, and that takes a lot of time and energy and that it's hard to do that, especially because not every musician who plays those instruments, there's a lot of purists, you know, um, it takes a group of like-minded people to get to that point even because I'm not about, I'm not playing the darbuka, you know, I can only be trying to like, talk to the Daruka player and try to explain this thing that I'm meant that I'm trying to explain and get them to play that way. So it, it takes time and it takes a lot of energy and not a lot of artists sometimes have that bandwidth, you know.
I would say that guzzles are kind of like a ballad style of song that talks about love in a way that isn't connected to religion. It's actually about lovers and lost love or other relationships like your relationship to the way of the world or to your family. It's kind of more human centric and it's very much like a romanticized love fest situation, you know, and it could be like romanticizing nostalgia, romanticizing the monsoon season or spring or, you know, so you can kind of put in a lot of themes in Ghazal, in the Ghazal style. You can put like dreamy themes, you know, stuff like that. And basically, I would say that that's kind of what, that's kind of what Ghazals are, essentially love songs. And then Kavali music is again another style of music. It's another sort of arrangement rather than the poetry. Kavali is kind of like metal, you know, it's like four on the floor, a bunch of people clapping that four on the floor really hard, feeling it's really hitting you in the face and it's very repetitive. And the poetry that usually goes with it is singing about, again, love and the love that you have for most sometimes it's 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 it, it's somebody like is is one of the prophets you know uh, one of the saints let's call them uh, so it's kind of more about like talking about how you love some of the the messengers of the general I'm trying really hard not to say religion but you know what I mean? <laughs> you know the the messengers of the values that we're that that you know the organized values that were instilled in many thousands and millions of people. Um, so, so Kavali, so, so yeah, and, and that's kind of called Sufi poetry where, yeah, like you're singing about your love for the divine and the exalted. And that could be the messengers or that could be God and Sufi, Sufi poets, what they did over time and all over the world in these parts, like they kind of, they were able to play with gender and skew that and talk about, you know, um, like you could have interpretations, like, oh, we're talking about wine, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so so in that essence, Sufi poetry that goes with Kavali um, becomes this kind of open progressive mode of uh, music where things are being sort of interpreted on the back end, but on the front end are kind of meant to be about God and the message, um, which is beautiful because, you know, you can get away with saying a lot um, of other stuff, like, you know, queer things or alcoholism, you know, or whatever. What's happening on my album is none of those things in terms of the song for, in terms of the song style itself, there's no Kavali on there. I've taken certain poems that were sung in the style of Ghazal or in the style of Kavali or in the style of Tumri, which is another sort of ancient style, which was meant to be for, to, to sing along with Kathak dancers. So basically I've taken a lot of those snippets of poetry from these different styles and have kind of rewritten them to this music that I feel is very inherently mine, but has its roots in, in some of these styles. That, and these are all extremely old and, and I could even possibly relate them to jazz standards in a way where like a bunch of different people perform the same song but 
put their own take to it. The difference is that the jazz standards are actually following the, the standard. Whereas here, we've taken the poetry completely out of the style itself, but it is still the same, those same poems. You're listening to Sonosphere here on WYXR 91.7, Raised by Sound. Thanks for tuning in this Monday, and I hope you join us every Monday. We're here from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WYXR 91.7, or maybe you're joining us from the web at WYXR.org or through their app, because they have one of those. We are nonprofit community radio, and your support uh, will help us stay on the air. So donate today. You can go to WYXR.org to do that. And now, back to the interview with Aruj Aftab, right here on WYXR. You started it a long time ago, and so it's been a kind of a long time in the making, and you suffered some difficult times and some grief as, as you were shaping the album. Can you talk about putting this album together over that period of time and how it changed and evolved over the years? My original idea for Vulture Prince was to be like a little more edgy, sort of a little more rhythmic. I wanted to improve my relationship with rhythm and wanted to take on that challenge where things can be rhythmic and things can be groovy, but they can also be chill, kind of like, you know, kind of like soul, R&B, Afrobeat, you know, where you can dance and you can feel good. And it's not just like a long lament drone or whatever. And it's not just like something that people like yoga aficionados are like drawn to, you know, it's something that actually feels relevant and and fun and fresh um, and so I was kind of like getting into that headspace and starting to sort of challenge myself and my musical collaborators in doing that and then you know these sort of like life events kind of happened and I kind of had to slow down 
um, a little bit. I kind of had to rethink how I'm actually feeling, which was not edgy or dancey or any like I, I didn't feel that I had the emotional capacity to challenge myself in that way and really create like an extreme breakthrough sound because I always want to do that. I always want to like create something that is just astonishing. And that does take years of trial and error and like, I hate this, I love this, this works, this doesn't work, you know, maybe this this, this instrument isn't right or maybe it is, or maybe we need, more, I need more time to listen to, 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 I don't know what, you know what I mean? So, so I was like, I can't, this is like, I don't really think that I can do this right now. I feel very sad. And not only do I feel sad, I feel like I have to figure out how to integrate the absence. There are some relationships that you have which you just think will be you'll you'll all grow old together, you know, and suddenly they're gone and it's really shocking and it's really unnatural. You know, it's not like your grandma died, which a lot of us have experienced and we you know, whatever. But it's more like this kind of jarring thing that you have to integrate into your daily life and be okay with it and not just like be in a hole of grief and insanity because these things do all just happen, you know? So I was kind of thinking about that stuff and mostly I was like, there was a state where I was just wondering if I should just like take a break from, from singing for a bit, but I can't, that, you know, the music was like, we can't do that. <laughs> like, we have to go together because you know, music is a therapy for a lot of musicians. It, it's not that, you know, yeah, sure, when you're a teenager, you're like, I'll play guitar and I'll get all the chicks, you know, like, it's it's it becomes actually that a lot of musicians are self, um, help, so they're helping themselves, they're using music as a therapy for themselves. And so it's, it's something that I've always had as like my sort of imaginary friend. Um, and so I think the music kind of halted for a second and then changed a little bit and came back and was like, look, we can do this together. We can change how it feels and we can have it be this message of sort of perseverance. And, you know, it can kind of be this thing that you, that makes you feel like you have integrated these, the short termness of these relationships and you are still good and you can still make something that feels very profound and very new. And so after having said all that existential stuff, musically what I did was I stripped the album of any like drum sounds, whatever, except for one, uh, which Mohabbat, which has a, has a section, it's not like all over. Um, and then kind of integrated the rhythmic aspect into, I mean, inherently, you know, like harp is very rhythmic anyway. And, you know, and the parts are kind of written in that way too. So it's like, we just, we, we weren't like devoid of tempo, but we weren't making it very obvious, you know. Um, yeah. Did you find comfort in the music in a way that did you feel like you were moving more towards the familiar in grief instead of because you mentioned, you know, you, you didn't feel like you wanted to create some breakthrough thing, but you might have wanted to just kind of sit with it and like hug it, you know, bring it close, closer. Um, so was that something that you, that was that a change in, in approach? I had to let go of the, the sort of edgy, you know, grown and sexy concept, you know, cause that's, and the, like, the, like I said, like sort of exploring 
rhythm with rhythmic instruments in that way like I was just like okay, I can't really this isn't the vibe right now you know um so that's kind of what I put on the like on the shelf for later for another time and went in this other direction which was more minimal and you know a little more like uh kind of you know making sure I kind of got into this mindset of like you know the world continues to turn you know and things just keep happening to you like you know you have to go to a funeral but you only have like this many PTO days or you have to come back and you have responsibilities like the world doesn't stop for you 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 might you know you might have a baby and you just have to the world is kind of a little bit like it's it's brutal you know it's it just keeps turning and and we're all turning in it and it's just ridiculous you know and so you have to I kind of got into that headspace and I was like, okay, this works here. This make this is uh, feeling. I can I can do I can work with that because I didn't want it to be sad. I didn't want it to be sexy. I didn't. I wanted it to be like the post sad thing, which is like, oh, you know, the world is just going to keep going and we have to keep going and it's a little bit disappointing, but there's also beauty in it. You know, there's beauty in love. There's beauty in loss. There's beauty in like losing yourself and finding yourself again finding your footing again you know um having a connection these people that you've lost you know you have now a connection to another dimension where they might be you know like i kind of went there and then kind of you know and i had a bunch of different songs i had a bunch of different poetry that i wanted to work on and i kind of like chose which ones actually fit that idea um the post in dante's inferno idea um and then kind of wrote those ones like flesh those ones out more for the album i feel insanely surprised and very grateful that you know it's being received so unbelievably well i hope there actually will be touring because covid is still here there's a lot of booking happening there's a lot of managers and people <laughs> who are like they want in they want to have meetings with me which feels really great yeah it's very rewarding it feels really good i feel very seen in that way i also feel like in the last two years like a lot changed in the us there's like a sliver of of the of hope where you know people will stop otherizing each other a little bit especially in the like if we focus on the music industry i think a lot of people are realizing that they've been actively sort of like putting away diversity and they haven't really had their ears open and they're doing it more so now which is really great you know because we are all like in the the melting pot of it artists like me who have been living here for the last 15 20 years like and creating music in the scene because creating music is also about like the scene basically yeah, i think like the industry is diversifying and it's finally realizing that it's been kind of not uh open to that and i think that's really really awesome because we are all we've we've already been doing that we've already been playing together we've already been making a music that is inherently of new york and it's super super multi diverse scene we've already inherently been inheriting like jazz and and you know and r&b and all this all this music like uh like even like there's so much melodic uh and harmonic like vocal music that we inherit from country music and from you know from um 
from just like American classical stuff. It's like, we've already been doing this. It's just like, now they're, now they're hearing it and they're seeing it and they're not, you know, they're not just looking at like white faces to be able to, to do that. You know what I mean? They're not just like feeling confident that that's the face of it. You know, there's a lot of, um, black musicians and classical music there's a lot of stuff there's a, there's a shift that has occurred and it's a very small shift right now but it is a really good shift a very much awaited shift i would guess i would say you sound hopeful if you're just joining us you're tuning into sonosphere right here on wyxr 91.7 we just heard a fantastic interview that we conducted with musician aruj aftab um i think that it's fantastic. Talked about everything, you know, talked about grief, the process of her album, and uh, Ghazals and uh, Kavali, which are uh, types of Pakistani uh, music uh, in form and then in uh, poetry, which is very nice. But stay tuned to Sonosphere here every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. And you're going to hear some tunes coming up next from Aruj and a few others as well. So make sure you don't change that dial right here to WYXR. Last night, my beloved was like the moon. So beautiful. Last night, my beloved was like the moon, so beautiful, so beautiful like the moon, so beautiful like the moon, so beautiful like the moon, even brighter than the sun.
Beautiful like the moon, so 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 beautiful like the moon, even brighter than the sun. Even brighter than the sun Grace far beyond my grasp Oh, the rest is silence Grace far beyond my grasp Oh, the rest is silence The rest is silence.